Hi, it's Jellybean component time again. In two previous videos, we took a look at Jellybean op amps and Jellybean voltage regulators and references. So I'll link those in if you haven't seen them. So this one is going to be Jellybean comparators, and it's not going to be quite as easy. There's a few definite Jellybean comparators, but there's a few oddball ones as well, due to probably necessity. Anyway, let's get into it. A jelly bean component has several criteria. One is it has to have pretty much been around a long time to become the industry standard part, just the go-to part that you grab when, oh, I need a voltage regular, I need an op-amp, I need a comparator, don't care too much about the specs, I just, you know, that's the jelly bean one that you pick. And when a jelly bean component's been around for so long, often 30 or 40 years, then it's of course set uh, the sort of like standard specifications. It's set the standard uh, package, the standard pinout, and thing which most other manufacturers follow. And that's the thing about jelly beans is that they should be available from different manufacturers. Not only the big name ones, but also like the ones you've never heard of, all the Asian sourced uh, manufacturers and everything else. If it's available from like five or 10 different manufacturers, including the no-namers, then you can be pretty sure it's jelly beanish. Now, before we get to our first comparator, you might be saying, Dave, I don't even need a stinking comparator because I can just use one of my spare op amps that I've got lying around from my jelly bean op amps. I might have had a quad package or a dual package or something like this. I got one spare. I can just use an op amp as a comparator. Well, yeah, nah, as we say here in Australia, yeah, you can use it, but there are some traps uh, for young players. The main one being the speed of op amps. They're just not that thin, uh, fast. And you may think, ah, what's the big deal? No worries, I'm feeding the op amp into a gate or something like that, a flip-flop. Well, let me show you the trap for young players. Let's take the LM358, one of our bog standard jelly bean uh, op amps down here. Frequency response. Our op amps are slow, at least the jelly bean ones are. So you look at the slurry here okay 0.5 volts per microsecond so if you want to swing from 0 to 5 volts for example like you would for like a 5 volt uh, comparator then you're talking 10 microseconds um, to do that and not only that because it's an op amp it's not designed to be uh, driven non-linearly like this and have the inputs uh, and outputs slam like this you've got another thing called uh, the overload recovery time I'm sure I've mentioned this in another video so where there's another 10 microseconds just to recover and then you've got settling time and stuff these things are as slow as a wet week and not to mention other problems with uh you might have diode clamping on the uh inputs uh, for example of an op amp which actually designed to protect the input well that means they could have a limited uh differential voltage range on the input and you can't like compare big voltage differences and stuff like that you could come a guts are there very easily not to mention the basic fact that an op amp does not have an open collector output like a standard uh, comparator will as you'll uh, see later so you can't use them as window comparators to do your regular um, you know or in function on the output and stuff it's just eh, yeah nah it's not not the right tool for your job yes you can use and I've used op amps as comparators because I had a spare op amp available but yeah you have to be very careful but let me show you why the speed could be a problem input slew rate limitations on 
digital chips, which you might be feeding the output of a comparator into, uh, for example. So I, I know we've started out on a complete tangent here, but it, it, it's pretty important. So let's go, um, like just a regular 74HC74 flip-flop, uh, for example. It'll be similar for other digital uh, logic. And here it is right here, input transition rise and fall rate. You're, you're talking like four or 500 nanoseconds. So right there, your op amp is not fast enough to drive just a <laughs> Jelly Bean 74 you know, HC74 logic. So what does that mean? Well, if you've seen my previous uh, digital logic uh, tutorial videos and stuff, you'll know that uh, flip-flops can get into a metastable state. Basically, any digital logic, be it discrete logic like this, it could be an FPGA, they're going to have a maximum input uh, transition time unless they're a Schmidt trigger input. And <laughs> a good majority of them aren't Schmidt trigger inputs. So you've got to be careful. If you exceed that maximum input uh, rise and fall rate, then your gate can go into a metastable state and just go absolutely crazy and you'll wonder why your circuits are going silly buggers. But anyway, enough of that. What is the Jelly Bean? It is and isn't the LM311. Sorry for all you 311 fanboys or 311 fanboys. Um, It is the industry standard Jelly Bean component in that it's been around since September 1973. <laughs> and yes, it is the industry standard, but it's probably not the go-to jelly bean component uh, for a single op amp. If you just need one amp op amp in one package, you're probably not going to be using the 311 these days. I'll show you one uh, shortly. But by definition, the jelly bean uh, comparator is the LM311. Always has been. <laughs> To a lot of people always will be. Uh, as with all these Jelly Bean components, you should uh, have them available in your CAD uh, library, for example, in like different packages and things like that, and different uh, suppliers in uh, in your bill of materials and supplier information and stuff like that. So you can just uh, drag and drop these Jelly Bean components in. That's the whole point of these. You have them in your standardized component library. Uh, I, I need a comparator. I'm just going to drop in. I don't care about the specs. I'm just going to drop in a Jelly Bean part. But the problem with um, um, the LM311, it, it has some good points and it has some not go so good points. The uh, good points are that it actually has um, extra inputs, a balance and uh, strobe input here, uh, which we can talk about. And it also has what's called a floating um, output here or an uncommitted uh, output. So this is what's called an open collector um, output because the there's nothing else internal. It's just got an output uh, driver transistor like this and the collector is not connected to anything. This allows you to uh, do wire or configurations with your uh, comparators. You can like tie all the outputs uh, in parallel. You can get wire or wire and depending on how you uh, configure the inputs and stuff. And you can do uh, logic functions with the output and that's very useful. Uh, one of the main reasons why um, a good lot of probably the majority of comparators are open collector comparators like this. But the LM311 is special in that the emitter here is not uh, tied. It's like uh, essentially floating so that it's not tied through to your ground terminal like you'd get on a good majority of uh, comparators out there. So the LM311 is still useful uh, for that. If you needed an uncommitted um, output like this or a floating output like this, yeah, the 311 would be your go-to thing. So what are the downsides of this? Well, unfortunately, it's only available in um, basically an 8-pin 
um, package. And most of the time, when you want just one uh, comparator like this, same with an op amp, you you know, and you go in SMD and you want small because you don't, you know, you want to minimize uh, your footprint. You'd want to go for like a five pin SOT uh, package, for example, instead of this eight pin um, SO one, because this has um, some extra balance and strobe and the uh, extra emitter output like this, they just can't fit the 311. You just can't get it in like a five pin SOT uh, 23 package. So the 311 is not classified as a fast comparator, but 165 nanoseconds um, isn't too bad. It's not too shabby. Basically, we'll look at fast ones later and they're an order of magnitude uh, better than that. But, you know, it's you, you can get a, certainly a lot um, slower than this one. And then you've got the input bias and uh, offset currents here, 300 nanoamps and 70 nanoamps. Uh, we'll look at low power ones later and their orders of magnitude are better than this down in like the picoamp uh, region. But you know, this ain't too shabby for just, you know, and if you're not talking about like real high impedance applications, it's not too bad at all. And it can operate from a single five volt supply. But the good thing is this is one of the high voltage op amps. We'll look at uh, more later and it can do basically plus minus 15 volts. So 30 volt uh, supply, but it works happily at regular uh, five volt. But this is by no means a low voltage uh, comparator. We'll look at those uh, later. And of course, it's got decent drive output capability, 50 volts. Um, add up to 50 milliamps drive. And this is one of the things with uh, comparators is that you have the big open collector driver because you don't just want to drive digital uh, logic, uh, for example. You want to, in fact, one of the advantages of open collector like this is you might want to drive a relay coil. Uh, you might want to drive, you know, a solenoid, you know, even a real high current uh, lead at, you know, tens of milliamps, something like that, or even a string. And the um, output voltage is capable of handling uh, 50 volts, uh, basically well above uh, the rated supply voltage of the chip. Nice. And this is why you'll find like one of their applications here, white goods, for example, like you might find these in, you know, washing machines and dishwashers that have solenoids and drive things and stuff like that. You might just use the good old LM311. So really the only reason you'd use the 311 these days is if, you know, you wanted like a eight pin dip package, if you were doing through hole or something like that, it's just fine. You can get it in SO or uh, you wanted like a balance, uh, for example, you wanted to make this a bit more precision. You wanted to put a pot in there and uh, 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 tweak it so that you can tweak the offset voltage, which is not that terrific in this. Um, it's not that good because they don't tell you up the top in the banner specs. But it's not that bad. If you take a look over here, typically a plus minus 15 volts, you're talking, you know, a couple of millivolts, something like that could be as bad as 10 millivolts, uh, for example, over the full temperature range. But you can actually um, put in a pot and trim that if uh, you don't want to use like a real expensive precision op amp. But then you've got to pay for the pot and then you've got to pay for someone's time to uh, tweak it. And, uh, you know, it's just like it, it's really old school, like 1970s stuff. So here's an example of using uh, the balance there with the pot and everything. And it's just, you know, like there's just better ways to do it these days. You just spend the money and, uh, you know, get a more precision op amp if you need it. Anyway, um, the other function is the strobe, which is uh, used as shares a pin with the balance pin. And what this does, you need an external, you can't just strap it. You need like an external uh, transistor here because this is a current driven thing. And it will actually disable the output. So it allows, um, you know, a micro or some other digital logic to actually disable disable um, the output transistor if you want to actually uh, turn it off remotely or you want to gate it or uh, something or strobe it um, as it's called. So once again, it's a pretty old school thing, more obscure application these days to have like a strobe uh, capability on your op amp. But if you need it, hey, the LM311's for you.
So what would be the go-to jelly bean uh, single comparator these days? Well, you could argue probably uh, the TS391. This is uh, like an ST one, but there are many other uh, manufacturers. This I'll show you in a minute. Um, and it's available in the SOT23, uh, some, you know, DFN8 for those who, you know, DFN fanboys, but very similar to 311. It's got 2 volt to 36 volt uh, capability, uh, can be operated from plus minus 1 volt supplies to plus minus 18. So, you know, it's really quite schmick. Um, it's got reasonably low current, uh, 200 microamps and which is independent of the supply voltage so it doesn't matter um, so you know that's not too shabby but this is not a low power op amp we'll show you an option for that in a minute um, a 25 nanoamp input bias current not too shabby um, input offset current 5 nanoamps uh, input offset voltage plus minus 2 uh, millivolts max and once again there are variations like A and B, you know various versions so this this is the 391 and 391A um, and this will vary between manufacturers all these sorts of specs will actually slightly vary between manufacturers in particular um, things like you know offset uh, voltages and bias currents and you know stuff like that so just be careful of that if you're doing a drop-in replacement but as with all jelly bean components if you're caring about oh I do care about the difference between 2 millivolt offset and 5 millivolt offset then you know and on a card I have to pick this manufacturer over that one then you're not really in the jelly bean category you just throw it in there and eh, two millivolts five millivolts offset yeah she'll be right no worries so the major specifications you're going to uh, care about for a comparator are the input um, offset uh, voltage just like uh, op amps they have offset uh, voltages and if you're after really precision voltage uh, comparisons then this could matter but you wouldn't be choosing a jelly bean for this so you know input like typically one millivolt you know could be as bad as nine over max uh, temperature and stuff like that and then you're going to have your input bias and offset currents and this is pretty much uh, due to the technology of the device is it a CMOS device which we'll look at or is it a bipolar device like this one um, and you can tell because it uses well where's where's the internal diagram there you go it uses bipolar transistors there none of that mosfet rubbish then of course the other thing you care about is your supply current your icc here this has got you know 200 500 microamps uh something like that so it's not low power we'll, we'll look at those in a minute but you know good enough i mean once you start getting to a couple of milliamps geez that's a real high power jobby now the input differential voltage we might have a look at this later but uh, that matters because you can have like a real big like 30 volt range uh, comparator yet it only has a small differential input voltage so bit of a trap for young players that one so that could be important just keep a watch out for it of course the other biggie uh, with comparators because as I said you usually want to drive relays or you know something grunty lead solenoids or something is the output drive capability this one not that great 16 uh, milliamps typical they don't actually give you an upper bound maximum on that I don't know why ST aren't doing that we might get it on another uh, manufacturer but yeah I mean you know but that's good enough to drive like a relay or something and the other biggie, of course, is the speed of the op amp. So the small signal uh, response time here, 1.3 microseconds. But as we saw before, that might be um, too slow to actually drive uh, like a digital logic, for example. So you've got to be careful. But because this is an open collector one here, then it's going to be uh, dependent upon, <laughs> that's a poor resistor, the uh, external pull-up resistor you pull here for your positive uh, going transition. That will depend on the, uh, the capacitance of your line and the pull-up resistor value. But that's the same with all open collector op uh, comparators. So if you don't believe me that the 391 is available uh, from different manufacturers, well, let's go over to LCSC here, which is like the Asian DigiKey uh, kind of thing. 319 comparator, whack that 
that in there and uh, we sort by uh, price down here and we get the TS391 uh, from UTC uh, Unisonic uh, Tech and then we've got uh, Rome uh, I'm not sure if that one's if that's a TSOP5 I'm not sure if that's the same High gain voltage comparator. Uh, I don't know. It looks looks similar, doesn't it? And then you've got the ST Micro one here, and then you've got uh, the Texas Instruments. You've got an On Semi one down here. You've got uh, no the Rome one to twenty nine oh one. Oh, we won't go into that whole uh, family. Um, and then you've got TLV variants from uh, Texas Instruments. There's another variant from On Semi here, and well, you start getting into lots of different variants. But you have to actually be careful here because there's another trap. And here it is. Check this out, right? It's got 391 in the number here from analog devices, but uh -uh, it ain't the same. Look, 2.3 volts to 5 volt to 5.5 volt operation only. For example, the TLV uh, 1391, which you might think, oh, it's got 391 in the number. It's the same. Uh, 2 volt to 7 volt open collector. It's not that high voltage range. So just be careful of that. And I'll show you another uh, trap in a minute where uh, the same thing applies. So just because it has the same digits in the number doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be an equivalent part. So yeah, you want to be careful. And after all that waffle, we finally get to the, <laughs> what I think is the uh, industry standard comparator out there, that jelly bean one that you're just going to use absolutely everywhere, which is the LM393. Once again, it dates from October 1979, old school. And as its name says, it is a dual comparator. Um, so it's basically roughly equivalent to the 311, but it's available in the same SOA package, but you get two comparators for the price of one. And it's pretty much the one you want to drop in. If you don't use the other comparator, meh, it doesn't matter. Um, it just, you know, tie it off or leave the pins uncommitted and uh, just use the single one and you might be able to hack it in uh, later. One of the advantages of using a dual package. So it's got 38 volt voltage rating, input offset, uh, point, you know, 370 uh, microvolts. Uh, but yeah, you got to, you know, watch out for the spread of that. Input bias current, 3.5 nanoamps. Um, it draws 200 microamps, which isn't too shabby. So it's not super low power, but you know, it's low-ish. It's got one microsecond response time. Once again, might not be fast enough for driving uh, digital logic stuff and things like that. But, uh, you know, it's for everything else, yeah, it's good to go. And as I mentioned before, there are like this, uh, you know, 2903 series. So there are other manufacturers uh, like series numbers in there as well. Um, so they're basically an equivalent part. And I won't go into the details. It's just eh, same thing. We, we, everyone just calls it the 393. How jelly bean is it, I hear you ask? Well, <laughs> put in 393 comparator into LCSC. Um, <laughs> 116. <laughs> Right, we sort by price here, and uh, yeah, like down in like three cents um, per uh, part, you know, 3,700 in stock, uh, three, 39,000 in stock, 210,000 in stock, right, 173,000, no worries, right, and we it comes from uh, hands chip, um, ones you've never heard of, HGC, HG Semi, um, Zalunda, ID Chip, Diodes Incorporated, you've probably heard of those, um, you know, EG Micro, never heard of, who's 3Peak, um, onesie Zen 3, right, and then, yeah, you know, even, you know, you go up to five, massive five cents, you know, you're into your on semi, you know, your real big brand names, um, you know, your diodes in Corb again, and Texas Instruments uh, one is still down in six, you know, the six cents region for a genuine TI jobby. Um, and they're just available from <laughs> Pulop. 
<laughs> Got to see Poolop. <laughs> Poolop, I, th I think we've had those before, haven't we? I think we discovered them on a previous video, but yeah, right, it's all there. And just to prove there's no component shortage when it comes to jelly bean comparators, let's go to DigiKey here and search for LM393. And here we go. Look, look at this. 1.4 million in stock on the shelves at DigiKey. You've got to pay. Oh, look at this. Almost 12 cents in thousand off quantity. You get a genuine on semi though, but you know, like serious stock, right? And this is just a DigiKey. <laughs> no worries. And of course, it's the comparator of choice for vacuum robots. So here's this uh, family comparison table, which I showed you before with the, you know, the 2903 and uh, stuff like that and, and the B version. And also like there's 193 and 293, um, which is available in same with the LM311 as well. And these are like just higher temperature range military components. You can see like minus 55 to 125 degree range, whereas your regular one here is like zero to 70 degrees, but your uh, B version minus 40 to plus 85, uh, for example, um, some of these might have different uh, ESD human body model ratings and stuff like that. And your offset voltages might be uh, higher. The only reason they're higher is because they're rated over like bigger temperature ranges. So go to the OnSemi data sheet. It just shows like the packages better and stuff like that. It shows the internal connections better than the TIR data sheet. And this is the industry standard uh, pinout for a dual uh, comparator. Of course, you lose uh, the strobe and uh, offset balance uh, capabilities you get on the 311. But uh, like if you're going to like these are cheaper. These are often the dual is often cheaper than the 311. So you're just going to throw in the dual anyway, because uh, odds are if you're going to use one comparator, you might need another one. But of course, one of the big applications for uh, comparators is a window uh, comparator. So you need those uh, two op amps and you need the open collector output um, like this so that you can just, uh, here it is here, the output um, is open collector so that you can just uh, tie the two pins together and you can all the outputs and you can get a, make yourself a window comparator. Beauty. And if the dual job is not enough for you, well, you can get the classic 339 quad comparator. Here it is, once again, available in the 2901, the three, 239 and the 139 uh, configurations. But it's basically um, both the 393 and the 339. I know they're, they're a bit confusing, but they are basically dual and quad versions of the classic LM311. And once again, dates back to October 1979, old school. But the 339, it's everywhere. Jelly bean as. The good thing about the 311, the 393, and the 339, I think I got that right, um, is that uh, the common mode input voltage includes ground. So it can be zero, it can go right down to zero. So hence you can use these as uh, single supply applications, and that's called uh, ground sensing as well. So you can sense all the way, you can compare all the way down to ground. But the downside is these are not what's called a rail to rail input. Um, op amps. We'll show you those in a minute. Uh, so yeah, it can go down to zero volts, but you notice that it's um, it has to be at least 1.5 volts below VCC. So it can't you can't compare voltages right up to uh, the v to the supply voltage, the VCC voltage. So that's something uh, to consider for these uh, Jelly Bean ones. Uh, so let's now go have a look at um, what you might use for a lower power, more lower voltage application. 
Now, if you're talking about low voltage uh, comparators, window comparators, window detectors, uh, you know, just general low voltage sensing and comparison applications, then you probably you might be looking at uh, the basically the same as the 311, but it's the LMV series. And you might remember this from our op amps, which had a similar thing. Well, the same thing is available in comparators as well. So the LMV331 is the single uh, comparator. The LMV393, it's the same as the 393, but you'll see how the difference is in a minute. It's the dual version, and then we've got the quad version, the 339, but it's LMV in front of it. Uh, v stands for voltage or low voltage. And it tells you right here, these are low voltage uh, versions of the dual quad and single uh, comparators, which operate uh, from th 5 to 30 volts before. Now they operate uh, from 2.7 to 5.5 volts only. So only for like your 3.3 volt and 5 volt TTL logic stuff. But that's a little long. It's everything these days, isn't it? When I was a boy. But you'll notice that this is uh, still uses uh, bipolar transistors mostly in here. There's one little fet, sneaky bugger fed in there. But basically, these are uh, it's still a bipolar. It's not a CMOS uh, comparator. Haven't gotten to those yet. And it's the same open uh, collector output. No worries. But it's just designed for different voltage applications. So we'll have a look at the specs. So all of your parameters here, they're all very quite similar to the um, the non, just the LM version uh, that we got before, but the difference is um, in its sensing capability, which is, but the difference is if you power it from five volts here, it does have a better um, input voltage range, but still not rail to rail. So it will be ground sensing. So the common mode input uh, voltage range does go does go below ground, so that includes sensing to ground, uh, but it'll still only go to 4.2 volts. So still not quite rail to rail input, but these are better suited. If you know you're working at 3.3 or 5 volts, you you know drop this into your uh, schematic instead of the regular uh, 393, for example. But once again, be very careful with 331 in the number, LMV331. Well, uh, this is TI, right? TI also make a TL331. One, it's very different. Um, yeah, it's like the like 38 volt um comparator again. It is not the low voltage jobby. So just be aware, same number, but that uh, prefix matters. Now, unfortunately, at this point, all the ones we've seen up until now, they are truly jelly bean op amps. But here's where the wheels fall off the jelly bean billy cart. And uh, pretty much you start getting into single source and maybe only like uh, two sources or something like that. Now, um, all the ones we've looked at have been open collector ones and they've had limitations in terms of like non-rail to rail inputs. They've had limitations in terms of speed and all sorts of stuff. So let's go and look at like a better class of uh, comparator here. Um, um, and let's go for the TLV370X family, so the 3701, 3702, and the 3704. You can also get these second source. These are TI, but you can also get them second sourced from um, ST as well. They do the TS3702, and these are you know pretty decent ones. Even although I wouldn't call them Jelly Bean, these are kind of like the next step up in uh, comparators uh, for you know useful applications. As you can see here, these are nano power, so they're low power jobbies. They're push-pull outputs, so no more open collector outputs. It can both uh, push the output voltage high, so it can actively drive it high. You don't need an external pull-up resistor uh, to get uh, the output. And of course, if you're driving relays and things like this, um, then this is not something that you'd be using.
So they're available in single, dual, and quad versions. Uh, 560 nanoamps per channel, right? So in none of this microamp rubbish, like nanoamps now, um, per uh, comparator. Input uh, common road range exceeds uh, the rails. So um, it, you can actually go to VCC plus 5 volts. So the input voltage range, you can actually um, sense higher input voltages than the rail. And the actual operational rails can go from 2.5 to 16 volts. So that's very useful. Use them for like 12 volt application so even if you used it for a 12 volt application you can still sense 5 volts above that so up to 17 volts nice so this is a push-pull CMOS output stage. So we've gone from our bipolar technology to our CMOS technology, just like you do in op-amps. Uh, this is the same for comparators, and there's probably hundreds of CMOS uh, comparators um, out there. But I think, you know, these are good ones that you should have um, in your, you know, your parts library, so you can just drop them in. And the input offset voltage is nice on this, so you could almost call this like a precision uh, comparator as well. 250 microvolts, of course, that's just typical. Like, it could go up to 5 millivolts or seven millivolts over the full uh, temperature range and stuff like that but you know it's you know it's fairly tight um, for your generic uh, spec there and now because it's CMOS your input offset and bias currency down in the pico amps range none of that nano amp rubbish uh, 20 to 80 uh, well you could you know over the maximum temperature but barely sneaking into the nano amp range but typically like under 100 pico amps nice so really good for like um you know high impedance uh, sensing applications and of course because it's rail to rail output now it can actually drive directly to the vcc output uh, rail so it can go to within 80 millivolts of the vcc rail Unfortunately, they're not perfect. They're not the fastest uh, things around. So yeah, seven, you know, ish microseconds, something like that. So if you need a really fast op amp, but they, these are, but that's the, you, you trade off power consumption with speed, of course. So these are like, these are literally nano power, right? For a reason, but yeah, like for low voltage, uh, low power, at like high input impedance applications that can go beyond a rail and stuff like that. These are just incredibly useful worth having in your component selection library. And you can see that the uh, ST-Semi has the internal diagram here. And yeah, it's like a mixture of bipolar and bit fit input uh, ones here. And of course, the totem pole output uh, there or push-pull um, as it's called. Uh, none of this, if it just had like an open drain output, then it would just have this. If it says open drain instead of open collector, then you know it's a CMOS version instead of a bipolar version. But yeah, so it's a push-pull output stage. Now, the interesting thing to note, if we go into comparators over on LCSC, which of course lists all the uh, major Asian uh, manufacturers, they stock all of those. Now, if we actually search for anything, but you know, anything like really performance, like fast, for example. So let's go search for, okay, propagation delay. Let's search for, I, I would consider anything under probably 20 nanoseconds. Let, let's just go 50 nanoseconds, right? So let's go for a really fast, comparator here okay and let's search and see what we get under 50 nanoseconds for a comparator what do we got ti analog devices maxim ti 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 dis analog devices oh three peak we finally got one we finally got one a, a no oh, there's no there's no data sheet don't even look at it but that is 12 nanoseconds there you go but basically um look these are all name brand stuff and the second page here same analog devices maxim you know right right there's on semi 
right? There's basically, um, there's only that one manufacturer, couldn't even, Asian manufacturer, couldn't even get a data sheet for that makes a fast comparator under 50 nanoseconds. So there you go. If you want all this high performance stuff, and then if you want precision ones as well, um, then you start talking all your major manufacturers. The, you know, the generic um, Asian ones that you haven't heard of before, they typically won't go into those sort of uh, product areas. So that raises a question, why wouldn't they go into those areas? And this might be, it's not just comparators, it's other uh, parts as well. You know, if you need, you know, if you open up like a cheap uh, consumer thing and it's, you know, it needs some precision part for something, you're probably going to find one of the major manufacturers in there. You're not going to find one of the no-name Asian uh, brands in there. Um, if you've got any like really detailed info on why, leave it in the comments down below. But I suspect it's, you know, it's process variation and um, they just, you know, can't, control or they don't want to uh, try and control the uh, you know the, the processes to actually get and all the testing requirements and everything else that goes into uh, manufacturing really high precision um, you know high performance uh, parts they just generally don't seem to go into those sort of areas it's really interesting so if you wanted higher speed than these uh, nano power uh, type ones available, uh, like the 3701, 370204, then um, take a look at the TS3021. Uh, Once again, um, I think this is only single sourced. Maybe you can get it somewhere else, but I can't readily uh, find it. But anyway, this is you know a 38 nanosecond uh, job here, and it's available. So if you only need one comparator, it needs to be reasonably fast, and uh, you know you need rail to rail, and you need low voltage and stuff like that. Then this is. I would say this is probably one of the picks uh, you'd go for. It's reasonably priced, does 38 uh, nanoseconds. It only takes 73 microamps, rail-to-rail -rail input. It's got your push-pull outputs, uh, 1.8 to 5 volt uh, operation. It's got a uh, high ESD uh, tolerance, and, you know, it's not too shabby. Well worth checking out. And in terms of precision, um, you're talking input offset voltage, you know, like 500 microvolts. So that's not too bad. Once again, like over temperature, if you want to, you know, play the absolute specs uh, game, then it, you know, could be as high as, you know, a couple of millivolts or something like that. But yeah, it's not too shabby. But here's where it counts, rise and fall times over here, eight and nine nanoseconds. Now that microsecond rubbish. So, you know, these are, these are pretty nice little fast, um, you know, low voltage, uh, comparator I really quite like and then you got your propagation delays and stuff like that it's you know it's not too shabby at all so well worth having in your parts art selection but if you want kind of uh, when you think about like a fast precision comparator um like oh, old timers like me would think of the LT1016 that, that was you know it used to be like the go-to one I don't know leave it in the comments down below um they got a date on this no revision no they don't seem to have a date on this but anyway the 1016 it was like at the time was like the sort of like you know fast it, it was the 10 nanosecond ultra fast precision 10 nanosecond comparator that says it all right so you would spec this thing in it's not cheap it's not jelly bean and there's lots of other parts that beat it uh these days you know but it's sort of like a baseline where so a lot of uh, manufacturers will go even in analog devices slash lt will go look it's an improved version of the 1016 so it's ultra fast you know operates from a five volt supply it's got low offset voltage no no minimum input slew rate uh, requirements as well so it's not going to latch up it's pretty stable um you know and output latch capability as well so yeah it's like lots of like precision-y type outputs and it's got complementary outputs so that's why it's in your eight pin oh, 
package because it's got Q and not Q outputs as well. Thanks for playing. And a uh, latch enable as well. So you can latch uh, the output. So like sample and hold uh, type stuff and things like that. It's really nice. Time to throw a curveball in. So we're definitely non-jelly bean now. And this is just a bonus one because I think it's really cute. And it's fairly cheap too. It's like in the 25 cent uh, category. And you can get it from two different sources. Very versatile part. Um, it's the TSM 102. And you can get it from uh, TI and um, ST as well. So let's, let's take a look. Inside here, so what do you get in this bad boy? Well, you get a dual op amp, a dual comparator, and a voltage reference. Oh, would you like steak knives with that? Anyway, um, yeah, check out this bad boy. So you've got two comparators in there, two op amps, and an adjustable reference all in the one chip so yeah you might have guessed what applications you know switch mode power slides battery charges voltage and current sensing over voltage under voltage window comparators alarm detectors sensors so if you're doing all sorts of analogy stuff you can actually um combine this is good part bomb consolidation um you know if you need a, a jelly bean op amp and a jelly bean comparator and a jelly bean reference this will do it all in one or it might do it you know you've got to check your specifications so they're relatively low power the op amps are 200 uh, microamps a pop the uh, comparators are 200 microamps a pop and the voltage reference uh, vref up to 36 uh, volts it's adjustable can sync from 1 milliamp to 100 milliamps just like the jelly bean references we looked at um, last time you know 0.4 percent a grade you can get standard grade uh, versions it's got latch up immunity for the comparators of course which is what we care about here input mode includes ground but this is not a rail to rail one it's going to be open collector um output and you know it's a 2.1 meg um op amp and it's once again ground sensing and a basically 3 to 30 volt uh, operation here for both the op amp and uh, the comparators so just you know similar to the other uh, ones we've seen so they've got separate uh, specs for the op amp separate specs uh, for the comparators and you know one millivolt input offset voltage typical um, they don't give you typical offset uh, for the comparator but you know it's like in the same class as your 393s and your 311s and um, stuff like that right and uh, your input offset currents this is is not uh, you know it's down in the nano amp region you don't get a typical value there you might get it over on the ST uh, data sheet or something like that and it's not got huge output current capability just you know 16 milliamps typical doesn't give you like an upper one does it give you a maximum over here no it doesn't give you anything over here in the uh, recommended uh, operating conditions for the maximum so you know but you know tens of milliamps something like that good enough to drive uh, you know a relay or a decent lead or something like that yeah unfortunately ST is not going to tell you either um yeah it's like it's it's practically yeah it's identical they don't give you a maximum uh, value for your sync current for your uh comparator but yeah you know so yeah it's it's got your reference uh you know your adjustable reference like this oh, oh application note there you go a battery charger using the tsm 102 so um yeah like tsm 102 like there would be a voltage uh reference that you might use and then right so you're using the internal voltage reference hence the pin numbers there 9, 8, and 13, you've got your adjustable um, output, uh, you know, uh, divider here to set your reference voltage, and then a um, series pass transistor in here to give you, right, a, a like a high current precision reference supply like that. So that's not too shabby. So they've got, you know, an application circuit for 
a battery charger here, for example, but you can use this thing for like all sorts of stuff. When you've got dual comparator, dual op amp, and a, a adjustable shunt reference in there. So I reckon that's a very nice little bonus part there. Well worth having in your kit. Anyway, um, I hope you enjoyed the comparators. I know that's been long and there's, leave it in the comments down below. I know I left out your favorite comparator. Everyone will have their favorite. Oh, I use this little uh, dual CMOS jobby and it's the duck's guts and yep, leave it in the comments down below. I know there's thousands of them. So yeah, just g g calm down, calm down. I know we haven't even scratched the surface of uh, comparators. What a 4,539, like well, there wouldn't be, there'd be more op amps, I guess, than there would be uh, comparators. But yeah, anyway, um, yeah, there's just an absolute, ton of them so anyway i hope you found that comparatively interesting <laughs> i'm here all week uh, if you did find it useful give it a big thumbs up as always discuss down below and please tell us your favorite um like jelly did it like there's probably other jelly bean out ones out there but you know the ones i covered were pretty much the jelly bean but if you've got a good one that's available from like at least like three or four different manufacturers uh for example then that could be considered uh jelly bean but also jelly bean in price and availability as well leave your favorite one down below catch you next time Thank <laughs> you.